Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Michael Chandler. How are we? We are great. I'm so happy to be here in your studio. Beautiful. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. It's, uh, it's pretty sweet. Get a lot of content done back here. Yeah. You've really been cranking it out. I've been trying to. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, fighting professionally full time, but, you know, continuing to, uh, you know, give some people some, some content, some little nuggets of wisdom here and there. So. Do you ever stop? Uh, I did stop one time for a day and then I just decided no it's not for me is that i'm joking i'm joking but i mean i do i mean i feel like i've somewhat stopped right now i mean you know you know how it is i mean there's only no i don't i don't know how it is well i'll say say like you know this morning we drop half off at school and i'm like well i could sit around and do nothing or i could like you know i don't know do bring some value some way you know i mean i think so no i i appreciate that sentiment i i i don't want to you know take any steps backwards so we just keep on moving forward okay so you are there's so much to who you are. You are such a multi-layered human being. This is now, I think I interviewed you probably like four years ago, four or five years ago. Yep. Before, yeah. or you had just maybe had HAP or no kids were involved yet before you had gone to the UFC. Yeah, definitely before the UFC. It might've been right around the time that that we adopted HAP. Um, but yeah, because it was definitely four or five years ago and we adopted HAP five years ago. So much has changed. Yes. Now you're a dad of two. Mm-hmm. Now you are a UFC like top five fighter. Mm-hmm. And you are like, I mean, you've got an app, you've got walk on, is this an apparel line? You yeah, have so much going to, on. Yeah, it's tied to the, the fitness app. Yeah. So one of my, the reason I started this podcast probably six years ago was because I felt unworthy. I felt that I, that some people had like this magic formula that they were born just knowing how to do life better than others or just had a tool book or a handbook or something. And what I realized by doing this podcast now for six years is that every single person who has done something great 
has overcome massive obstacles Mm -hmm. and nobody is born just becoming the greatest. Nobody is born on a pedestal. Nobody is born like with a silver. Yes, you can be born with a silver spoon, but it's like, do you know how to take that opportunity that you've been given and turn it into something great for yourself? Like it takes so much hard work Mm -hmm. and it takes so much mental discipline. That's the thing that I have really tapped into in these past few years is the mental side of greatness. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of people feel like their dreams just are too big and they can't achieve them and they're for someone else and the uh, the lucky people are the ones who get to do them. But you are here to shatter that because you have had this dream since what? Wrestling. You started with yeah. wrestling. When did you get this dream to become the world champion? Like the you became an MMA world champion in Bellator mm-hmm. and now you moved to UFC. When did you start getting this dream that like I can actually take this all the way? I can be the world champion or find that spot, that thing that you were good at that you could pursue and then know that you could take it to the top. When did that click? Did you always have that? No, it's a good question. I mean, I I think I it was the exact opposite of of having that. I think if if anything um similar to what you said, the as soon as I continued down or started down the path of wrestling, um you know, I would tell people I wanted to be a state champion, but didn't truly believe it. You know, I would right. tell people I was going to, I wanted to win this tournament, even just winning this tournament or winning this match or, or getting to the top, you know, top five in my conference or top, even ma- being a starter on the wrestling team, um, seemed out of reach at times as well. Um, in the very beginning, because I didn't truly believe that I deserved it. Mm. Um, and I think, uh, I think just, I'm 36 years old now. I've been doing combat sports, hand-to-hand combat wrestling, and now mixed martial arts for 22 years, you know? So it's, there's a lot of nuggets and a lot of little catalysts to who I have become over the last 22 years. If you take 22 years times 365 times 24 times seven days a week, you're, you really think about a really, really long journey. I've been competing in combat sports uh, now longer than I haven't been, you know, it's been my, who I am, what I do, what, who I be. And I've just continued to pound on the pavement every single day, some ups, some downs. I mean, we've been friends now for what seems like it'd be about a decade now. And it's like, there's been some ups and some downs and before it was Bellator and I had ups and downs there. And now I'm in the UFC and not the biggest stage possible. It's just, I think it's a constant and continued pursuit for continuing to increase your human potential and also realizing that, yeah, maybe your dreams are too big at one point in time, but it's, let me just make, let me just take care of the goal today. And today turns into tomorrow. Tomorrow turns into a week, a week turns into a month, a month turns into a year and so on and so on. And realizing that, you know, you can have your big long terms, hairy, audacious, crazy goals and breaking it down into little seasons and just winning that season, winning that day will eventually come have a compounding effect. And then as long as your reputation meets your platform at some point and the opportunity arises, good things are going to happen. So you started off not feeling like you could really do it. Mm. When did that start to switch? Like what did, what steps did you take to make it switch? So I think it was, uh, it was actually, I can tell you when it was, it was right after college. So I think, I think I spent my entire high school career of wrestling telling people I wanted to be a state champion, but not truly believing it. But 
one thing that was always a constant was I, I was the hardest worker in the room. Mm -hmm. I did do things right. I was, I was the coach's favorite guy on the team because I was a leader. I did things right. I showed up early. I stayed late. I did. I really, really walked the walk. And I don't say that to impress anybody, but I say that to impress upon the listeners that you still, it still always boils down to the hard work. Mm -hmm. But with that hard work, you can do all the push-ups and do all the sit-ups and run all the miles and be and get stronger and bigger and faster. But all you're doing is creating a bigger, faster, stronger, subpar version of the human being that you will become if you don't win the battle between your ears. If you don't truly yes. believe that you deserve success, you're going to continue to find ways, even if you did all the hard work, you're going to continue to find ways to lower that temperature to make sure you don't reach that, that, that level of success that makes you feel uncomfortable. So I think the constant was the hard work, but wrestled through high school, college, didn't reach the goals. But as soon as I took those, so in wrestling, we were a singlet, you know, it's like a ne neoprene lycra, you know, very small uh, <laughs> uniform that has straps on it. You know, it's like sleeveless. So I, the moment I took those straps off for that, that last time when I had, I had just become an all American, which is great as top eight in the country, definitely better than what I would have ever expected to do as a walk on at the university of Missouri walk on, meaning they didn't really want me, but I was like, Hey, I'm here. You don't have to give me a scholarship. They're like, well, we weren't going to give you a scholarship for sure anyway. And then and that's another thing, like overcoming that limiting belief. Okay. I'm walking on, which now yeah. you've built your whole brand on. Well, I, th I think that was part of it too, is, is I always, I always came in and I don't think I did it because I never necessarily thought I was an underdog. I also, it was a weird, it was a weird yin and yang kind of, I'm going to, for some reason, believe that I should go walk onto a division one team instead of going to take a, a scholarship from one of these smaller schools. So I put myself in a position to be the underdog, or I put myself in a position to be at the lowest guy on the totem pole, maybe because it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe that's where I felt like I belonged. Maybe that's where I felt like I wanted to. You want to be with the greats. Yeah. You, you wanted know? to be at the highest level always, but even was, then. Yeah. It was very intrinsic. It was deeper than, than me just making the decisions. And then, but when I took those straps off for the last time and I, always, and I realized, wow, I really, put way too much pressure on myself and to be successful. And I, and I didn't truly believe now I want to focus on my mindset. And then mm. since I was 22 years old and starting the mixed martial arts journey, I made a promise. I'm not going to make the same mistakes of the defeating, the defeating beliefs in my mixed martial arts career that I made in my wrestling career. And that was kind of the catalyst that changed everything. So mindset has changed everything. Yeah. So I, inter I interviewed Sean Johnson, who's an Olympic gold medalist. And mm -hmm. she, I asked her like, how did you win the gold medal? And she said she had a coach that literally visualized the entire thing. Like she would spend hours just as long visualizing her routines and her performances as, as compared to actually living them out. Yep. And I feel like you kind of follow that mentality as well. Yeah. I mean, you truly, it's, it's hard because it sounds so cliche and people are like, ah, see it and believe it and achieve it. And I know. And it sounds like, oh my God, come on, give me a break. Yeah. But, but we truly, we truly are manifesting beings. You know, we true, we truly can close our, close our eyes and the, the greatest machine and mechanism and most wondrous thing on the entire planet is the human brain and, and, and the way it was designed and the, every single little neuron and synapses and, it's, it's the most powerful thing on the entire planet for that can be a very, very positive thing or a very, very negative thing. Yeah. So if you, you know, without sounding like cliche, 
too cliche, but you have to see it first. And then you also have to, just like I have to go into the gym and do the reps in the gym with the external force and the weight and the external load of, of these weights to, to build up the muscles that I'm trying to make bigger, faster, and stronger in the gym. You can do the same thing by closing your eyes, visualizing, seeing success, seeing different outcomes, not always positive outcomes, but also seeing negative outcomes and how you are overcoming those obstacles, you know? So, because that's, it doesn't matter if it's, it's, if it's sport or if it's business or if it's relationships, you can, you can visualize these different scenarios and situations, um, so that the bigness, the largeness, the hugeness of the moment doesn't overtake you. You know, when I walk into Madison Square Garden in front of those 20,000 people in front of, and then millions of people on, on pay-per-view for a huge, massive fight, the big, stakes and the massive feeling is going to overtake me if I haven't already been there first. And mm. I've been there first in my mind. Maybe it's not exactly what it looks like, but I can, yeah, I what can do you visualize. Do? What's more. your exercise? Well, I think I, you, you have to visualize not just the, the sights, but to visualize the smells. I mean, that's, I have been to obviously my events before I fought, you know, 31 times now. So I know what the cage and canvas smells like. I know what the, the glow and the heat and the <sighs> brightness of the lights feels like. I know what, I know what the, the palpable energy in a room full of 20,000, 30,000 like emotional fans is, yeah. You know, whether it's, whether it's extremely, extremely loud or whether it's dead quiet, like I've, I've fought at the Saitama Super Arena in in Japan and just culturally, they are a quieter, a quieter culture where they don't go crazy. They're not, you know, chugging beers and (laughs) like doing like the American thing. Right. (laughs) Um, so it's, I've been on kind of both ends of those spectrums. So, um, but just feeling the energy because you can feel the human spirit. You can mm. feel everybody's presence. You can feel the, the presence of all of us in this room. And then you also multiply that by 30,000 oh, and yeah. and here we are. So I think um, that's a lot of pressure. So yeah. yeah, you're prepared for it. Yeah. And and I think, you know, you have to you have to have the preparation. As I said, I mean, as I because I speak about this often, too, is like I really don't have any regrets. Like, of course, I wish I would have done this or done that in, in these certain fights. If I would have done this or not done that, maybe I would have won. However, I did everything I possibly could in my preparation, left right. no stone unturned. I did. I did things right. I had no regrets. I have no reason to to look back and say I slacked off in this area. I didn't do things right there. So that's a, a very freeing place to be. And I'm very happy that I've always been able to be there. And that's kind of like your MO. Like if you mm-hmm. go in completely prepared, if you've done everything you can do, then the way the cookie crumbles is the way it goes. Yeah, it's not up to it's not up to you. And I think I think that's <clears throat> I think that was one thing when you talk about mindset and stuff too. I mean, I'm not sitting here ever saying that hey, let justify a loss. It's okay to lose. It's okay to cuz well, it is number one, but I'm but I'm not saying hey, strive for less than crazy amounts of success. I want you to I I would say if I was talking to my, my sons or whatever, I say, I want, I would want you to strive for crazy amounts of success because you deserve that. Mm-hmm. However, your happiness and your joy are not result reliant because no matter what, you're going to be able to continue to pick yourself up, walk on, continue to move forward and great things are going to happen because this, re- this life really is a marathon and not a sprint. And I think I was, if, if I could give advice to listeners, it's don't, don't focus so much on the result, focus on the preparation mm. and then the journey of who the man or woman that you have become because of said journey. I mean, I've become a better man, better father, better husband, better leader, better 
X, Y, and Z because of the losses that I've taken or the times that I've lost and had to show the humility or, or how I responded or reacted to a, a loss, a failure, a setback. And, you know, unfortunately it's on a huge world stage, but what a huge blessing that it's on a huge world stage. I mean, that's the way I see it. It's, it's, I really was put on this earth to, to win and lose on, on massive stages with my heart on my sleeve, with tears coming down and blood pouring out. And it's just, it's a beautiful ride. And it's also a metaphor for all the fights that we're going through every single day. Well, you do with your platforms, you always are doing a bigger message. Like you always are writing bigger messages. You always are like sharing bigger messages. You always have a bigger message. Where did that bigger message come from? Because not everyone who's on this big stage is trying to give a bigger message. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's, I, well, I think, I think there was a change as well too, because there, there's a certain point, And I do think in the society that we live in, I, I do think people have thrust themselves into a limelight or into onto a platform without a lot of experience, you know, to, to back it up. So I do think I, I would, I do think there was years where I was like, well, I don't really have much to say. I'm just a, a dumb jock. I'm just an athlete. I'm just a guy who wrestles. And then now I fight and whatnot. But at some point I started to realize, man, all these things that I'm reading, all these things that I'm ingesting, all these things that I'm looking towards, all these big, awesome mentors and relationship capital that I have in my life who are massive, just massive beings on this earth. What I've learned through that and the wisdom that I've gleaned needs to be passed on to other people. Yes. And, and in my industry, it is very different. I mean, we are you know, mixed martial artists. I mean, even the mixed martial arts fans, half of them say, Hey, what a refreshing, awesome guy he is. The other half is like, who does this guy think he is, man? Just go in a fight and, and, and throw bombs, you know, like that's kind of, kind of the, the mixed martial arts landscape, which is also to me, me realizing that I'm, you're going to, I'm going to connect with some of them and I'm not going to connect with other ones. And that's, I think one of the first is that hard to realize that some people are actually just going to hate you because of the career choice that you've chosen? Yeah. They're just not for you. They just want someone else to win. That's yeah, hard. It is hard. That would be very hard for me to it, take that just for living and doing your job. People just don't like you. Yeah, well, for sure. And that's that's because I I think ultimately everyone wants somebody, everybody wants everybody to like them. I think yeah. that's, I think that's part of the human spirit. I think there's some freedom in, in being like, Hey, I don't care who loves me, who hates me or whatnot. But I think at some point even those people had a changing of the guard into that, that new thinking. I think mm -hmm. truthfully, I think we all want everybody to like yeah. us, but in this day and age on this earth at, in the life that you're going to have forever, however many years it is, there's going to be people that just don't like you for no other reason besides the fact that they just don't like you. And it's not that they even like someone else better. Or in my case, there is a, Hey, I, I want this guy to win, not Chandler. Um, people just aren't going to like you. They're not going to like your message or they're not going to like your face. They're not going to like <laughs> the way you talk. They're not going to like, I mean, there's just yeah. so many ways to nitpick people and nitpick why I do or do not like somebody. And it's just, you know, I think ultimately that was, that was definitely, I really realized that when I went to the UFC, you yeah. know, when I was fighting in Bellator um, and we were friends during this time, it was, it was a lot smaller, there's a lot smaller like pond or a lot small, a lot less media, a lot smaller platform. And then my, my platform and everything just quadrupled, you know, times seven times 10 since I've came to the UFC and then immediately coming to the UFC, people were like, all right, let me go ahead and say, I don't like this guy. Well, you came in hot too. Came you, in hot. you were like the guy everyone was talking about. You yeah. had a lot to prove. You got yourself in the middle of fights right away. I mean, you were yeah. fighting for like the belt, like your first or second fight. Yeah, second fight, which, which I get that was, that was part of, and, and I honestly can say, 
if you said, Hey, right now you had to choose what makes you feel happier. The people, the people that loved you right away, or the people who now two years later are saying, you know what? I didn't like you at first, but now you've kind of grown on me and now you broke down my walls and now I kind of <laughs> like you. I mean, there has been so many of those people on, on comments, on YouTube, on Facebook, on like just the people who are like, it's almost like they're, they're putting their heart in their hand and be like, man, I don't know why I didn't like you. I just didn't like you. And, but man, you wore on me. And, and I, and I do remember saying that a couple of times. I'm like, guys, just give me a little bit of time. I I'm going to grow on you. I promise I'm going to grow on you. Like I, I ain't that bad and I'm not that in whatever they wanted to call me. But, but I think that's part of life as well. I think, I think if you, you know, I, a, a quote kind of hit me. All right. I don't, I mean, I kind of just meshed up two different quotes. Hey, mash it up. I met, well, when, when I first came to the UFC, I was like, you know what? Hard work pays off, but you still have to be standing there when it does, you know, eventually all the hard work will pay off, but if it was going to pay off, but you quit right before it was about to pay off, right. you have to still be standing there when it, when it finally does pay off. And I think that's been my, I think been my roadmap is, you know, I'm 36 years old. Most guys don't make it this long in the sport. I've been fighting now for f almost 15 Are years. Are you tired? Am I tired? Like, is your body tired? No, my body You're feels still great. in it. You my are... body feels great, you know? Yeah. I mean, you still have like, you, you're, this is not done for you at all. No. And, and honestly, I could probably fight another five years. I won't oh. fight another five years for God, sure. Your wife is a Just, saint. She she is. You're she married is. to a true angel. I know <laughs> she is, but I won't, I won't for the, just the simple longevity reasons of, Hey, you know, you never know. You don't need to take that much damage. And, and I got a great, a lot of great opportunities outside of just fighting. So, um, but I feel great, but the hard work just has to pay. It will pay off. You just have to still be standing there when it does. So similar to people not liking you right away. Hey, just instead of, instead of, uh, <clears throat> trying to change who you are, number one, never do that right, right. unless you need to make changes. Let's be honest. We all need right. to make changes. You can't sit yes. here and say, no, this is who I am. And this, no, it's, well, we can all improve. We can all get right. better. People can change and they can change dramatically. Um, and you know, going back to, maybe things aren't working out for you right in this season of your life or in this group of people or in this vocation or whatever it might be, keep your head down, keep working. Eventually it will pay off. You just have to still be standing there when it does. You're not scared to make a presence either. That's another no. thing. Like when you went from Bellator, you've always made a presence, but like when you went from Bellator to UFC, you weren't scared to come in and say like, I am here yeah. on the world stage. Like that takes massive balls yeah. to do that. Like, are you, when you put yourself out there for the whole world, what did you get back? Like, what is that feeling like when you're like, I'm coming, I'm not joking about this. This is for real. Like I'm coming to play and let everyone know Michael Chandler is here. Like to the world. That yeah. is like, wow. Yeah. That's strong. Yeah. And it was, it was big and it was, it was, it was massive and, and, and it worked out. I mean, did I you think, have a moment of like, holy shit, what did I do? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta think too, if you take your back, take yourself back to my shoes during that time. I mean, we, I, you know, my brand is, is walk on, you know, like two different, two different, uh, kind of ideas behind it. Number one, I, I was a walk on at the university of Missouri. They didn't really want me. I was the lowest guy on the totem pole. I showed up, showed up and became an all American and a, and a, and a captain. It worked out. And also you're going to get beat down in life. Pick yourself up, walk on. You're going to, in the face of adversity, get up, walk on. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue global. When you come back with a Purdue global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. But I think for so many years I was in Bellator and it was very safe and secure in Bellator. I was the big fish in the small pond. It was a smaller promotion. The promotion loved me. So I was afraid to let that go to go to the UFC. To to, 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 well, for it to possibly not work out or for maybe it does work out and maybe it scared me, you know, truthfully, if I'm being honest. But I, I thought to myself, wait, Michael, Every single thing that you have right now is because you walked on mm. to the University of Missouri. Oh, man. So you got to retrace your steps yeah. and remind yourself. Well, it's true. And I think, too, going back to visualization, I can still see the 42 year old me laying on the bed at night next to Bree, and there's a big cinder block underneath my head as a pillow. I, I made that visualization. It's a cinder block because I can't sleep at night knowing that I never left the relative security of Bellator and walked on to the, oh. uni- or t- walked on to the UFC. You I knew had, you to, had do it. to, you knew I had to do it for me. And then when I did have to do it for me, now it's a sink or swim, t- swim type of situation. I came now you're the, in. Yeah. And I came into the UFC with my first, my first, uh, conversation was with Hunter Campbell, who's works directly with Dana White. They're, you know, hand in hand and creating the entire promotion and, uh, or the entire fight and in, in the yeah. continued course of action for the, the fights. And, and I told Hunter, I said, Hey, I want to come in right away and I want to be a good thing for your organization. Number one. And number two, I want to fight the toughest guys right away. I don't want to tiptoe outside the top 10 and whatnot. Cause be, because you either, want to get in and get to it. Yeah. Either I am who I say I am or I'm not because I was completely okay with, with, um, getting rid of that visualization of me with the center block under, underneath my head and it being a nice soft pillow, but also me going to the UFC. Oh, and two losing my first two fights and getting cut because Going to the UFC, taking a chance on myself, losing my first two fights, getting cut, everybody laughing at you saying, I told you you couldn't do it. That was better than never actually taking the chance of going to the UFC in the biggest platform for me. So you have two fights to to stay in? 
Is that it? Well, I mean, not really. I mean, but technically, yeah. Because you won your second fight. Well, I won my first. I won you my won first, first fight. fight. I won my first fight. You in won dramatic the first yeah. fight in the UFC. Yeah. Well, and that was that was massive. And Talk about a moment! Like all yeah. this that you're putting on the line. Oh well, God! Well, at that time, yeah. At that time too, it was a, the it was highs a top and lows guy. you can live with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, well, I've been we've been very very. You Your band was very huge. high, and then I felt very low many times in my career. I mean, there was a while there where I lost three fights in a row back in the day where was that and, Bellator or yeah, Bellator lost, lost the title and then lost two more fights mainly because of where my mindset was. And we, I remember me and Bree taking our suitcases back up to our little house in San Diego and we sat down on the couch and I started crying. She started crying. I'm like, I just married you. And I just promised you that I was going to take care of you the rest of my life. And here I am losing three fights in a row. How the heck am I going to provide for you? I didn't know when my next paycheck was going to come. I thought my contract was going to get ripped up. And after you had been the champion. Yeah. I was the champion, you know, just, you know, 16 months prior. What had changed in your mindset? Cause you said it was your mindset that affected that. Yeah. Well, I think, so here's what I would say too. So I, when you said, Hey, when did your mindset change? Yeah. I decided to be, I decided to stop thinking small, decided to start taking ownership of what was going on inside of my mind. As soon as I transitioned from, uh, wrestling to the, to mixed martial arts, started fighting and said, all these guys I've worked harder than, and all these guys I deserve to beat. I'm not going to beat myself. I'm going to go. So I went 12 and 0 my first 12 fights. I become Bellator world champion. I beat the number five guy in the world or number three guy in the world at the time, Eddie Alvarez. So I'm kind of ranked top five in the world by a lot of people's estimation because I was still undefeated. And then I lost the rematch to Eddie Alvarez on my 12th or my, yeah, my 12th fight. So now I'm 12 and one. So I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to lose, mm. essentially. I had not, because you have to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ready to, whoa, hold yeah. on. That's like a moment because it's like, yes, winning, preparing to win, doing all the things to win, being a winner, having a winner's mindset, that's one thing. But actually being a winner who loses is a yes. whole nother bag of worms. Yes, because we're all going to lose. Wow. And I think, I think we, I think we might just think if we just focus on our mental preparation and building up our self-confidence <laughs> based upon these wins, as long as I win, I'm good. Keep winning. I'm going to be so mentally strong to, to win. I wasn't ready to lose. Wasn't that ready is to lose. like mass. And you can think about that on any career, like mm -hmm. people who have achieved massive success, they're going to have a big setback and yep. it can break you in those moments because you're so used to winning. Yep. And, and I, and I wish, and I need to really sit down and kind of unpack what the difference is between building up your mindset to be a winner, but also, but also making sure you're built up enough. And I think it's more because you can, you can also build your mindset up just for the, the glory and the external reward of the win mm. of the, of the gold medal, of the belt, of the money, the platform, the, the job, the, you know, you can build your, your mindset up and build up your spirit to based solely on those external things. But then what was it about? What, what really truly is your why? What, why mm. do you love the journey? Why did you start? It's more of that inside job, that, that, that internal, the intrinsic, the joy that you get out of the process, the joy that you get out of the platform, the joy that you get out of knowing that you just became something better than you ever thought you would. And I think I hadn't, it's, it wasn't that I was materialistic or it wasn't that I was surface you level. You yeah. started young. You're just, you're just young and you think, well, that's what you got to do. You got to, you're just going to win, win the fights and then you get the belts and then the belts come with the, yeah. the, the lights and the platform and all that other stuff. So Take, I think it takes a minute to like really settle into your why it does. It, you know? it really does. And that's, and that's where you really have to, 
have the self-awareness as well to realize this really is going to take longer than you think, you know, at some point in time, you know, when you're in your, there's different maturity levels, different experiences, different pasts, different things that have happened to you, um, in everybody's journey that will ultimately decide how you look at life, you know, the, yeah. through the, the, the looking glass of how you look at every single aspect of your life from relationships to business, to finances, to, you know, your endeavors that you choose and wins and losses. So we're all on somewhat the same journey from birth to death, but we have a thousand million different directions that we can be going every single day and every single season. So when you lost your 12th fight, when you're in Bellator, you weren't mm -hmm. Bellator, you weren't ready to lose mm -hmm. you lost and then you felt like oh my gosh i might be losing grip of yeah. this of what this winning mentality i might like what if it all falls apart you kind of went down the spiral a little bit what happened in that moment because i feel like those situations are like we're talking about just as important if not more important than having the success because how and then you pulled yourself up and then you won again you yeah. became the world champion again in bellator right yeah. so you obviously came out of it what did you do in that process because i feel like a lot of people no matter what their careers are no matter what they're doing in their life they can hit that moment whatever it is for them. And they can get stuck there, live there, stay there, die there. And then just say, well, life just did me wrong. I just, I can't come back out of it. This happened to me. I have my whole laundry list of things that went wrong. Like you don't have to justify it. People can see it. Yes. You have every reason to be upset, to stop, to quit, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there's that moment where you choose not to, and then you rewire your thinking, you get back up and then you become a champion again. Like what happened in that fertile, messy depressing sad place that was so health was such a great place to grow like what happened there for you yeah i mean i think uh so it, it was three three losses in a row it was 688 days i went without winning so it was almost two full years without winning a fight so going from my first two and a half almost three years hadn't lost a fight i'm 12 and 0 uh most of the time first round finishes just just crushing through anybody they put in front of me. Then all of a sudden I lose three fights in a row and people write me off. And I even wrote myself off a little bit here and there, up and downs, ups and downs of it. So I think two things I would say, number one, we get, we do get lazy and we take it for granted. I think, I think building yourself up and mindset and building up your spirit and motivation or whatever you want to call it. Um, it needs to be done daily and it needs to be done diligently and it, and it needs to be done as often as possible and, and put just as much focus on that mental training and the mental building up as you do any other aspect of your life. If you're, yeah. you're trying to build up your Rolodex of business, build up your mindset. If you're trying to work on whatever career you're trying to do, build your relationship capital, build your finances, build your, build your, you know, the promotions in your job, build up your mindset and you will, and your view of yourself and your self-concept. And it will ultimately Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not next week, but it will ultimately bode well for you in every aspect of your life. Um, so that was number one. I took it for granted. I think I was just like, well, hey, things are working. I'm going to keep on working, working, working. I'm going to keep training, training, training physically mm -hmm. in the gym and doing things right. And eventually it'll work. It'll, it'll continue to work out. But it didn't because I started to, I started to fall into unknowingly, even though I was a world champion, falling into, I think just 
self-deprecating thoughts or, or, <laughs> or the fear of maybe it was the, the, the enemy, the inner me, the small guy from the small town who was taught to do small things. He was creep, creeping back up like, Hey, just so you know, this is all just rented. You know, there's mm-hmm. like, what well, this is, this is all just rented. It's going to be taken away. From, it can be taken away from you at any time. It's not yours. You know, yeah. the kind of those thoughts. And then all of a sudden that's when the loss happened. And then because that loss happened, then it was like, Hey, I told you so. Yeah. I told you you weren't supposed to be here. Hey, remember that media member? He was right. Hey, Mm -hmm. remember when they said you were overrated? He was right. Hey, remember when you're, you know, you had the vision of yourself who you're probably going to have to move back to High Ridge, Missouri and do this and that. And that's probably going to happen. Start packing. Hey, remember that, that beautiful woman of your dreams you told, you promised her you'd take care of her. Yeah. You're not going to be able to like those, (sighs) you know, those, those things, but, but it's, but it was a beautiful time now that I can look back on it because I do think we, we need to encounter resistance and stress and pain and setbacks. We need to encounter those things in order to, to pull out of ourselves, the man or woman that we need to become. And right. I do think that that was the, that was one of the best things that could have ever happened to me. I think it will be the title of my book, 688 days. I think I'm, you know, I'm like, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to write a book someday. It's going to be called 688 days, you know, and I can say, you know, two years without almost, you know, almost two years without winning a fight is a very long time. And that's a, a long time to not get back in the winter circle. Cause and the, all the training that goes in for one fight. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing too, one thing I would say, Hey, if you're stuck right now or you're in a slump right now, or you look in the mirror and you see a man or a woman that is less than find a way to get back on the horse, find, find a way to get back in the wind column. Mm. See the, the beautiful thing mm. about wrestling was we would wrestle 50 times a year and I had five years of doing it, you know, 250 matches or whatever that is, you know, right. you can quickly get back. You can quickly back it. You know, if you, if you're the loser, you're in the losers column on Wednesday at a duel, you're wrestling Cornell or whoever, you're probably going to have a tournament or another duel, another opportunity three days later to get back in the win right. column. And once you get back in the win column, okay, we're good. We're a winner. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Mixed martial arts is different where it's, you know, you might, might not fight for six months, eight months, oh my God. 10 months, and you have a to year. live with that loss for the next yeah. six months, eight months, 10 yeah, months, a year. Exactly. So, so find ways if you're stuck right now, you're in a, if you're in a season of, of doubt, you're in a season of, of feeling like a loser, feeling like less than, because we've all felt that. Make sure you find a way to either a get around people that make you feel like a winner, b do things that make you feel like a winner. Make sure you stay disciplined because there's nothing worse than not being able to, to trust yourself. If I oh, if I can't yeah. trust myself to oh, that's so good to do the things that I need to do, or you know the just the the small things like the, the dog takes a poop in his cage and it's like, hey, I need to clean that up right now. <laughs> if I let it sit there for three hours, how am I going to be able to trust myself when the bright lights of Madison Square Garden come on? But I can't even come over, come over here and and see to see through to this tiny little, you know, this tiny little, uh, obligation that I have. If you can't be trusted with the small things, then you can't be trusted with the big things. Now the that's profound. Yeah. It's, it's biblical. It's, it's in the Bible. It's yeah. like he who can be trusted with the small things, then and only then can they be trusted with, with much. So it's like, and that's character. Yeah. It's character. And also going back to what you said, even us thinking as human beings, Hey, my, my dreams just feel too big. They feel too massive. Like who no am way. I to dream these? Yeah. But also truly, if you, why would you think that you could be trusted with those really, really big things until you've been able to go through a week, a year, a month, two months, two years, five years, however long it takes to take small victory after small victory, small responsibility after small responsibility, increasing your reputation, increasing your ability <clears throat> and your and your and your your armor that you're building up via setbacks yeah. in order to be able to accomplish those large things. I think that's the problem too. We undervalue 
the importance of patience. It takes a very long time to, to, to accomplish some of these very massive things that we want to have in this life. And it's okay if you don't accomplish them this year, that's not a failure. Maybe it's next year, maybe it's five years from now, but I can tell you right now, your five, five years from now self will thank you for, for taking the long road and doing the hard things and, and practicing the patience and the faith that was going to get you to that big game, that big goal anyway. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Okay, so how do you know when it's time to jump and go all in for something or when you're like, okay, actually, I was working towards this goal, but that is not what is in alignment with me anymore. Like, how do you know when it's time to go all in and complete the process and when it's time to be like, okay, I walked down this road and now I'm not feeling it, but I'm not quitting, but like I need to recalibrate. How do you know the difference? Because I feel like that's a difference and that's kind of hard to tell sometimes because you don't want to quit on something that you want to do. But like, what if all of a sudden you're like, okay, I need to just take a different direction. Yeah, it's, it's hard. I think it's, I think it's one of life's greatest questions, especially, you know, you say life's greatest questions. I don't think our grandparents had as much of a, as much of a conundrum as we do. Um, I don't think our parents, grandparents, grandparents had that same problem because I think the way the world has opened up now, I think there's so many more ways to make a life, make a money, make money, make platform, make, make a living, provide for your family. There's so many more ways to do that now mm-hmm. because of these microphones and this internet connection and these, all these different things we got going on because we're all now connected and we can create so much. And that leads to so many more opportunities, so many more businesses, so many more, uh, people of, of influence, yeah. um, than our grandparents had. So the problem sometimes is there's almost too many options. Mm. You know, the problem is we go through a season of one year where we're a hundred percent focused on this one thing and guarantee, and we could guarantee that that's the thing that we want to do. 
and then we change our minds. Right. And maybe we change our minds because we hit a roadblock or maybe we changed our mind because there was a clearer path to a lesser goal. I think that's one of the, one of the biggest oh. things is a lot of times I don't think there's as many legitimate roadblocks in life as there is just a clearer path to a lesser goal that that's makes us right. feel, makes us feel more comfortable. If I for yeah. sure want this right here in front of me, but I see this other opportunity, this little shiny object and well, it's pretty good. It's not what I want, but it's kind of good. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would say, Hey, that you should be happy That's with great. that. That's great. Yeah. You know, so it wasn't a legitimate roadblock that didn't get me to where, where I wanted to go. It was more the clearer path to a lesser goal and, and yeah. the justification of this is what I want. Now, that's the other part of of it too. One of life's great conundrums too is, hey, maybe you had this crazy, awesome, huge goal and that really is an awesome opportunity. That really is an awesome life, you know? But if you constantly continue to think, well, it's not as good as that one thing that I wanted or it's not as good as that one life that I wanted, that one job that I wanted, that one, that one mate or that one husband or wife that I wanted. It's like, it's a hard place to live in. So it's also the contentment and it all goes back to gratitude. I think if... When you're, when you're unlocking this puzzle of, Hey, how do I jump from point A to point B? How do I get out of what I'm doing to what I want to be doing or vice versa? Continue to operate in gratitude. And for me, I just pray for wisdom. James one five, he who, he who lacks wisdom, ask for it. And the Lord, your God will give it to them abundantly. Mm. And that's how does I, wisdom show up for you. How do you know when you're getting it? That's it. I don't, I don't think, you know, you feel it. I think, I think there's moments where all of a sudden you're like, holy cow, I don't know why this never dawned on me. And there's other moments where you walk into a scenario, shaking in your boots, scared. There's no way anything, anything is going to work out. And then all of a sudden at the moment, uh, your greatest moment of opportunity, you're able to become somebody that you never thought you could. You become the hero. what does that hero. feel like when you actually step into the next version of yourself and you are, you witness yourself stepping into it? Like yeah. you're seeing it because you've actually seen that happen. Yeah. You knew you could do it, but you hadn't done it yet. And then seeing yourself step into that next highest version. What does that feel like? Well, I don't think you, I don't think you really feel it because you're, you're in, you're, you're in, in your purpose and you're in your flow. You're in, you're in the moment. And then you look back and say, holy cow, who is that guy? Matter of fact, I really like that guy. I want, <laughs> I want that guy to continue to show up. Like that guy inspired in my, me. <laughs> yeah. In my, in my relationship with my sons and my relationship with my wife and my relationship with all the different businesses that I have or in, in continuing to, to bring him with me you know, in the passenger seat of my car every day, wherever we're going, Hey, you're showing up with me, you know? And I think that's, once again, that goes back to once you see those glimpses of the greatest, the greatest version of yourself, continue mm -hmm. to write that down, make your mental highlight reel of when he has shown up, when you out, when take you, note of it, yeah. actually write it down. Yeah, no, that's, that's one of the things that I speak about often is, is the mental highlight reel of all the different times, whether it's 10 times, 20 times, a hundred times that me, Michael showed up at a wrestling match, a fight, a business relationship, even in my marriage as a father, the, the, the moments in my life that I was, that I was just proud of myself. You showed up 10 out of 10. Yeah. You showed up a 10 out of 10 and you're like, I don't know why I showed up a 10 out of 10. Or maybe me, even more. Yeah. Let me go ahead and unpack it. And then you, then you, you just visualize it and you think about it more. And the more you see that version of yourself, 
the hero of your story, mm. so to speak, the more you can, you can, the more you see it and the more you're familiarized with it, then the more you can just continue to say, Hey, it's that guy's going to show up. Yeah. It's not random. That guy's going to show up. You have the confident expectancy that he's going to show up. Yeah. You memorize what it feels like to be that guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's the thing. I think, uh, I did a, I did a mindset, I guess a 12 week mindset course with a guy named Jim Hensel who lives a couple hours away from here in Cookville. He, it was called mayhem mindset. And he said, uh, one of the things he often said that it was kind of just very blunt to the point, kind of cliche, didn't really make a lot of sense, but he always just said, Hey, instead of just trying to be right, just be right. Instead of just trying to get right, just be it, be right. You know, mm-hmm. somewhat saying like, Hey, we're always searching for the better version of ourselves." Instead of just sitting here trying to write it down and look at it and whatever, it's like, okay, what would, what would the best version of me do in this situation? Okay. Let me just be that right now. Yeah. No hindrances. You got to think about it a little bit and then do it. So yeah. think it through a touch in the beginning when you're learning this behavior, Yeah, make that choice. And then it starts to become muscle memory. Yeah. Muscle memory. And, it, and it's similar to this, you know, this motive that kind of this motivation culture that we have is everyone's constantly looking for the motivation. I just need some motivation. Then, then things will get better. I was like, well, instead of just getting motivated and listen to me, try to teach you how to be motivated. Why don't you just be motivated? What's the best version of yourself look like in and this show moment. up and show up that today and, and make a, a, take a tiny bite out of it today and a bigger bite out of it tomorrow. And eventually you walk, you step into, you wake up a different man. You wake up and go to bed a different woman. You put mm-hmm. your pants on a different, onto a different human being. You brush a different human being's teeth and you just be that person that you want to be. And it sounds oversimplified. I wish if we could all just be the best version of ourselves, we'll be just fine. But, but like, really, I think all of us know in every little moment that we're doing we know when we're cutting a corner, yeah. when we're taking an easy road, when we're selling out, when we're not trying, when we're, you know, just like letting ourselves go and not maximizing our potential, giving up on ourselves. We know that. So yeah. if you have the awareness to think about that every day, like, okay, let me not choose the lower version of myself. Let me choose in this moment, what is the highest version I can be of myself? What is the best decision I can make for this moment? Yeah. If you chose that every time, then Ultimately, over time, you just become the best version of yourself. Yeah, and it's and it's really hard you to think about it. Yeah, but people it, don't want to think about stuff. It's no, hard to think about stuff. No, it's it's hard to take it's, inventory. It's hard to admit that because yeah. it, it is true. I mean, there's there's no there's no self deprecating decision or bad decision or or decision that we know is going to harm us that we've ever made that we're not like mm, this isn't the right decision. Ah, forget it. I'll eat that or, Hey, I'll do that. Or, Hey, I'll hang with them or, Hey, I'll do this. It's Mm -hmm. like you, there's never any of those moments where we're ever like, Hey, this is maybe this time. I know this has led to a bad outcome 99% of the time or a hundred percent of the time, but maybe this time it won't. It's like, no, it's going to, it's going to end up the same way. And then it's also going to reinforce to yourself that you can't trust yourself. If I can't trust myself in my workplace, if I can't trust myself in my relationship, if I can't trust myself in my diet, then it goes, okay. Okay. Maybe I can trust myself with, in my relationship with my wife and my friends and my reputation or whatnot, but maybe I can't trust myself with my diet that lack of trust in myself is going to eventually eat into the other areas of my life. But mm-hmm. maybe I'm not that great with my relationships. Maybe I'm slacking off here as a father or slacking off there. That's going to once again, pull me back down. And then I'm going to start slacking on my diet, start slacking on my, my workouts and then my business and my, this and that it's going to everything. Everything is interconnected in your life. Yeah. And it all t- ties back to, can I trust myself? If I don't have the, if I can't show myself, show to myself that I have the discipline to do right in every single one of these areas, then it will eventually continue to eat at my self-confidence and my self-image. And I'm not saying that I 
definitely don't have so much to work on in all these areas. And I go through seasons as well. Like right now I, I know I'm, you know, my diet isn't as perfect as it should be. Well, because I think I, you're yeah. coming off of a big fight. Yeah. Well, but, but it's true. And then, but then unfortunately I can't let myself just shut that off. Like I, you know, yeah. I feel guilty about not eating perfect mega fit meals and chicken and broccoli and all that kind of stuff that I've been eating the last 12 weeks because that, that what is what makes me feel good, you know? So it's just, uh, it's hard, you know? And then also just switching. But then also, I think that's part of it too, is making sure you show yourself grace. I know, I, I know we just kind of went these last five minutes gotta, talking about you, like, Hey, you know, you know, you got to do the right thing. But doing the you right know? thing sometimes is giving yourself some space yep. to not have to do anything. Like, yep. especially when you already are in this mindset of you're choosing the highest, best, greatest version of yourself daily. You're aware yep. of it. You're taking inventory. Like you are doing the work to be that person. So allowing yourself gaps of time to just like unplug and like, empty the brain take yeah. a break let your body rest let all of that rest that is also being the highest version of yourself yep. choosing the time to do that you know yeah for sure and 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 yes just taking those moments of of be silent be still taking those moments of, of well, it's rest. like god on sunday yeah. what day of rest yeah. like it's i mean i'm not really great with biblical references but like you know work six days and then you have to let yourself yeah. rest. Yeah. And then, yeah, just, just that moment to recalibrate. And, and, and I think that's too, like li life is cyclical and life is full of seasons and there's going to be seasons that are amazing. There's going to be seasons that are the hardest of your life. And then there's going to be kind of the in-between mundane season where this week or this season doesn't seem like much has happened or I'm not the best version of myself or this bad thing happened or, Hey, I'm no, no closer to my goals this week than I was last week. Show yourself some grace and realize yeah. that it's going to work out going back to if you do the right thing and you work hard, eventually the hard work pays off. You just have to still be standing there where it does. And maybe you're not supposed to, maybe you're supposed to feel stuck right now. Going back to your original question, maybe you're supposed to feel stuck. Maybe mm. this season is a season of stuck. Maybe it's the stuck season. I don't know what the stuck season looks like, but I know, I know it could be the best season that you could have possibly, that could have possibly happened to you so that you do feel, and that you do feel a certain way, make certain changes, take stock, inventory of where you need to go navigate and negotiate your way to the next season. As we said, when I went 688 days without winning a fight, That's that a was a season, season of stuck as a reason to suck and stuck, stuck you know, it's like sucked. there was a lot of sucked, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of pain and, and tears and sleepless nights that went there, but and you're feeling it in every area of your life, every aspect, literally every the aspect tension of was my just life. There. Yes. Yeah. But I can look back now and say, thank God for that season of stuck, because without that season of stuck, I wouldn't have been springboarded and catapulted to the best version of myself, which he is still in progress. We're still trying to figure out who he is. Because you're still here. Because yeah, we're still here. But, <laughs> you know, and now this is the biggest platform I could have ever asked for here just, you know, five years later. So it's and maybe also, a season of stuck is where you need to be. Preparing you for this bigger platform, because like this fight, you just lost it. You yeah. know, like what if you wouldn't have learned how to lose? Yeah. What if you wouldn't have learned how to lose when you were in Bellator and then you had to lose for like one of the first times at the UFC? Like, what would that have been like? You yeah, know, exactly. No. And that's and that's kind of goes back to what I was saying, too. I never want to justify a loss. Never want to say, hey, it's OK to lose. You know, I want to But being a good loser is just as great as is just as important, if not better than being a good winner. For sure. You have to realize that every single person you've ever looked up to your favorite, most most godlike figure on earth that you can look at and say, man, if I could just be like her or like him then man, I've made it. 
that person has suffered setbacks. That person has suffered failures. That person has felt like a failure. And, but as soon as you realize that failure is an event, not a person, then you can, can, you can start to continue to move forward and realize, Hey, that event for me, UFC 281, I was the loser. I mm. failed that night, but I myself am not a failure. I myself am not a loser because I'm a continued work in progress. And you can liken that to, and metaphorically look, look at that in every single aspect, every single season, every single endeavor of your life that failure is an event not a person and as long as you continue to look at yourself like a winner and then face then flex your your faith muscle flex your discipline muscle do things right and deserve to win then eventually it'll work out this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. That's my great, that was my greatest moment of opportunity, you know, 15 minutes before, and then my darkest hour all rolled into one. You're standing there, you're ready to go. This is your greatest moment of opportunity. Go be the winner that you were born to be. And then you don't, and then at your darkest hour, it was still, it was still that moment. It was just me and her. It was like 20,000 people in the arena, Madison Square Garden, the world's most iconic arena. And it was just me and her. And it was, it was so crazy. And I'll never be able to put it into words. It was like it was like a movie. It was like I really was watching a movie, and, and she was the star of it. And and still, even though I was the guy, blood coming out of my nose, hands up there, and I, and every I could feel everyone looking at me. Like it was like there was a spotlight on her, and she was the star of what I was. It was almost like I was I put myself into her eyes and what she was maybe seeing, not in a not in a selfish way. Like I wanted to look at myself. It was more just trying to see the world through her view. And I think it was the first time in my career that I, that I was really able to see that and and put it into, put it into perspective and really the love and the sacrifice that she has made over these last almost 10 years of this crazy life that we call being married to a mixed martial artist. And now the, the platform is so big and it's so massive and it's so much bigger than you yet. You have to just be present and be this little human being in this crazy movie that we're watching, you know, and it's, what did you feel from Brie in that moment? It was, it was just, 
you know, I, I was say, it was one of those things where you're just like, you know, it's kind of like what we do often. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're like, hey, you don't need to be sorry. But no, I just felt it just felt, felt, felt like the thing to do to say sorry because I really was sorry. Number one, it's almost like a constant sorry every day. I'm sorry that I put you through this. I'm sorry that this is hard. Strong. No, she's she is such a strong woman. Yeah, and it, one and of it, the strongest women I've actually ever met. Yeah, no, she she really really is, and I mean, and and you know this too. She's a single mom. <laughs> For two months straight, whenever I'm, and she's training. also a and boss. She, she's yeah, a boss. she's a yeah. She's she in Chicago right now. You know, training people for for her company. You know, she's she's an absolute boss. Y'all are a match though, because yeah. y'all's energy can handle each other's energy. You yeah. know, like she can handle it. Because I've I've asked her before, like, how do you do this? And she yeah. just can. Yeah, she's just made for it. Like you're made for it. Y'all are such a team. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's part of it too. Is like most of the people when you ask somebody who can really handle it, how can you handle it? They're just like. I don't know. I just can. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just who God made me. It's, it's my moral, it's my fabric it's of who, my being, you know? Yeah. Who you're made to be. And, and yeah, she's a, she's just, I think it's like, you know, going back to the sorry thing, it's like, I, I do, I, I do somewhat wake up every day torn between, I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I know I have the love and the sacrifice. I know I have the love and the permission and the, and the acceptance and the support of my wife for doing it. But there's still a little bit of me that's. What's the sorry okay. part? Yeah, what well, is just the sorry like part? sorry that I'm not there to to put Hap's pants on this morning in front of the fire, you know, while he you get him ready for school and you take him to school. And I'm sorry that I wasn't there for that field trip. I'm sorry that you have to take. You know, it's like when she becomes a, actually when she becomes a single mom every Wednesday, I wake up. So for those of you who don't understand, I go to Florida and train. So she's basically here, you know, as a single mom, a single parent, while I'm there five days a week and I come back on the weekends every Wednesday morning. And that's all year up. round? No, it's it's only for luckily eight weeks at a time, okay. you know. Um, but every Wednesday morning, I know it's trash day and that's what I should be doing. I should be taking out the trash and yet she's taking out the trash. So there's these little moments of like, gosh, like I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I do feel horrible at times and I have to check myself. So I think that was the culmination of it. Hey, I left you for, for this many weeks and I was only home X amount of days and I tried my best I could. And then now to to have the result be a loss. It's like, Oh, okay. Now I'm extra sorry, you know? So, and it was just, uh, you know, she, I just a hundred percent felt so loved in that moment, a hundred percent accepted. Like that was probably the most loved and accepted I've ever felt in my entire life in that moment, because I truly, and isn't that the greatest gift no, you could ever have for sure. And, and I truly know that it wasn't just like a, Oh gosh, I, yeah, I wish you, you know, I'm, I'm, she's I don't like, know, no, I'm with she's you like, no, I, all the way. Yes like when I said till death do us part, I meant it. And that's for better, for worse, for better, for worse, for the, the wins and the losses. It's like, so what it was, like, uh, what it was special. Like, what a, what a feeling to not just like say those words, but then to actually know how they feel. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's when, that's when it can truly be tested. I think sometimes we say it at the altar and maybe it doesn't really get tested. You know, maybe there's always going to be times that it gets tested, but it's going to get tested in certain certain levels or certain doses or certain, you know, whatever. I mean, till death do us part means till death do us part and for better or worse. And every single day there's a for better or worse. Hey, this thing happened. Hey, can you pick up the dry cleaning? Hey, can you help with the kids? Hey, hey, can I swallow my pride right now and let you let you have your differing opinion than me? Like that's that's for better or worse. That's, those are all the different little, little ups and downs and decisions that we're making every single time. And mine and just obviously mine just gets put on a huge display. Excuse me, I'm crying over here. Mine just gets put on a huge display. We didn't bring tissues, what the heck? Uh, mine just gets put on a huge display on this huge platform 
that I'm so thankful for because I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, even the fact that you've given me the platform to speak about that, I mean, I haven't thought about it a ton, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was a really, really cool moment and luckily we have it in pictures and we have it in have it on video and we have that post you, know, you made though with her eyes like you could yeah. see that exactly what you're saying Ugh, god yeah. i can't talk about it either in her eyes because i think like the more you get into marriage have kids do this career where you're putting yourself out there all the time you have this incredible supportive spouse but it's also like when you have those moments of like realizing oh my god like this is what love is yeah like to feel that and to know it and to just have that, like you to just honestly, that feeling like that's, it's bigger than anything you could ever accomplish. It is. And you're, and you're, th and you're thankful for it too, even in the good and the bad. I mean, going back to kind of what we talked about, that season of being stuck with the mindset, the season of my law, my losses, like those were bad things. But if a good thing comes of it, was it really a bad thing? And, right. and even when you go back to that, anything that has happened in your life or your marriage and it, and it tested your metal, it tested the bond, it tested all those things. Was it a really a bad thing if a good thing came from it? And I think that's one of life's greatest questions. That's such a good point. You know, it is. It's, it's like, true. What it's is like, actually winning? Yeah. You, yeah. What, is it winning the title? But then like you had a, a horrible things happen. Like you're in a terrible mental mindset, whatever. I'm not saying you in particular. Yeah. Say you win, but like everything's wrong in your head and your life or you lose, but like you see all these beautiful things that are coming out of that. Like who really is the winner? Yeah, no, for exactly. And that's, and that's how you, how do you determine bad? I mean, and, and how do you determine it, success? Yeah. How do you determine bad, bad success? Good, like horrible I, is I it, it really goes, horrible and it's all perspective and it's all gratitude doesn't it know? kind of go back to what you said like following your gut knowing what you feel called to do like for you sleeping on the center block like you yeah. know what that center block is so you have to do whatever is in your heart to not sleep on that yeah. center block you yeah. know that so following those steps and then doing everything you can do and then letting it be like yeah. that's that's it what yeah. else can you do? And yeah, and, and I do think even going back to the visualization, I think that's probably one of the strongest visions I've ever had. Is is what does, and I and I've even said this to to people too. Like what what does what does the worst version of yourself and the worst outcome, like the 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 life that you would look at and say, gosh, this is not how I wanted it to be. Make sure you can see that person and then and then reverse engineer that and say, okay, what steps do I need to take to make sure that does not happen? You know, mm -hmm. for me, it was stay in Bellator, play it safe, know that I could retire, you know, retire with these last couple contracts, and but knowing that I would never, never took a chance on myself. Okay, I need to reverse engineer that and say, okay, I need to go take that chance. Even if I, you know, fail and fall flat on my face, at least I tried. You yeah. Know. So dang, Michael. I mean, I can't wait. I, I love your UFC career. I love your fighting career, but I'm like excited for like the motivational Tony Robbins <laughs> part four or five chapter, yeah. whatever that is, when you go around and speak, because it is so true. Like, and what is this life? You know, yeah. like, what is it? Then we die, you yeah. know? So it's like, I think that's the thing. We're trying to figure it all out. And then all of a sudden we're dead. And <laughs> yeah. You're like, wait a second. And I think, so I think instead of just trying to figure it out, just, Except that it's been figured out or go back to the gratitude. You know, it's like instead of trying to be right, just be right. You know, it's. Yeah. And everyone knows that we all have an internal guidance system, which yeah. is our higher calling. Like, yeah. I think we all know it. Some of us push it down so hard that we can't really hear it. But like, it's there. Mm -hmm. It's telling you because it's your regrets. Yeah. It's what your dream is. It's what's haunting you. And if you are being haunted by things because you know that you're made for more, then that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. hundred percent. 
And that's, and then just running face first into it, head first oh. into it, and then try to realize that you're going to, you know, you're going to fall and just keep on getting back up. And goodness, it's before you know it, you look back and you say, Hey, it worked out, but it had to go through a little bit to get there, but it worked out. Okay. So I'm going to wrap up, but like running first, head first into the scariest, hardest thing you can do. People can't do that. Like that's very hard yeah. for people. They'd rather die than do that. So yeah. like, what do you want to tell people? is on the other side of running headfirst into it. Like what, like the fear, the fear of Bob DiPiro, he's a hit songwriter. He told me this in an interview. He's like, fear is a hundred feet wide and a hundred feet tall, but it's paper thin. Yeah. Like you, once you go through it, you realize it's not like this brick wall. It's actually, you can run right through it, but people get stopped because it's everywhere. You can't, that's all you can see. But like when you actually run headfirst into the scariest, hardest thing, what is on the other side, even when you lose? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a very good question. And it, and it is, that makes a lot of sense. If you can visualize that a hundred feet wide, a hundred feet tall, but paper thin. And it's, it's when you've, when you've done it enough, it's just like flexing a muscle. You do the hard things over and over. And those hard things get bigger and bigger and the, and the implications get bigger and bigger and the opportunities get bigger and bigger. So it is a progression. Like today, maybe you're not ready to actually jump 100% head first into a hundred yards down the line, but today you can do things perfectly right the way that you need to do it to, in order to become the man or woman that you need to be today mm -hmm. to become the man or woman that you need to be tomorrow. You know, we've all seen that, that, a uh, little clip on the on Instagram or whatever with the army guy or the Navy SEAL guys. Hey, if you want to be successful or whatever, start by making your bed. And do I make my bed every day? No, I don't. Let's, but but it's a it's a uh, it's a metaphor for do the small things right. So jumping head first into the life that you always wanted to create. I'm doing that right now, but it took years and years and years of being able to trust myself with the small things, mm. being disciplined and diligent with my preparation and doing things right, knowing without a shadow of a doubt when I go to bed at night that I did what I had to do today, not just what I had to do, but today I went above and beyond tomorrow. I'm going to go above and beyond and, and doing what is asked of me and more than what is asked of me. And then just operating, operating in gratitude with no matter what the, the process is the goal. I'm becoming the better, a better man because of the opportunities and the obstacles in my way. So you're never going to regret the hard work that you put in. Nobody's ever, nobody's ever really been a hundred percent regretful of, Hey, you know, I really tried hard at, at that thing. Maybe I failed, but that's the thing. Failure is part of it. And you're never going to, you're never going to, you're never going to regret the hard work that you put in and the chances that you take. I love it. Okay. So last two questions. Now that you've had success on the highest level, what is success to you? Because obviously, yes, winning like the UFC title is probably a huge goal. But like, yeah. I know that's not your full picture of success. Like, what is success to you? Well, I think uh, I think when we talk about the people that we we love and admire and look up to, we don't we don't follow them and admire them because of the virtual certainty that they were going to be successful. We follow them and admire them because of the road that they have taken, the ups that they have had, the downs that they have had and the story that they have had. So my you know, I think I just want to be looked at as a guy who was a small guy from a small town who was taught to do small things, who decided to break the mold somehow Um to become, you know, on a world stage and have, have wildly more success than I ever thought would, would be possible for me. And then other people glean from that and say, if, Hey, if he could do that, then I can do that. 
So it's, it's, I think it's the overarching, I think it's the overarching principle that I was luckily with my background, my upbringing, where I came from, I am very similar to hundreds and hundreds of millions of people around the world. Um, and especially here in the United States that say, Hey, I from a small guy, I was a small guy from a small town. Wasn't quite sure where it was going to work out, but Hey, because you did it and because you finally believe in yourself, you made me believe in myself. And I was able to, I was able to do X, Y, and Z because of your help. And I don't even know you, you know, I think that's, yeah. that is what success is to me. Yeah. Because I could win all the belts in the world, but if I'm not making an impact with people or I'm not making an impact be- between my four walls here at my house as a father, and as a husband, then it's really all for not, you know, it's all for nothing. So those are my two biggest things is, is making an impact on people's life with my story and being the best father and husband I possibly can be. Well, you're doing it. I'm trying. <laughs> Last question, which is like all the questions I've asked you, leave your light. What do you want people to know? I think, uh, give yourself permission to be successful. Oh, give yourself permission to be the best. Somebody has to be the best. Why shouldn't it be you? And that goes back to, did I do everything I possibly could? Did I do things right today? Did I flex my discipline and my faith muscle, tie it back to gratitude and my why and what I do in order to be successful? Somebody has to be successful. When I, you know, when I walked in, when I walk into a cage, someone's got to win. Why shouldn't it be me? And I can ask myself those questions, honestly. Um, But sometimes the cooking falls the other way, you know, Mm -hmm. the cards fall the other way. Um, but I know I did everything, every single thing I could. And I gave myself permission to be successful. I just wasn't successful that night. So write that down and say, I give myself permission to be successful. Uh, I give myself permission to be the best, you know? Wow. It's uh, because we all too often give ourselves permission to not be the best. It's so much easier to, to do that because most people you know, do that. And they're self, they self deprecate and they self sabotage themselves. Exactly. Amazing. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank this you. is so awesome. You're the best. This was You're so amazing. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate it. Bye. Live nation presents concert week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.